Hello, 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 Drag Race fans. I am here and I am sitting on a secret. We're about to discuss Season 10, Episode 6 of Drag Race on AfterBuzz TV, and we got hats on hats on hats. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Come on. Oh. Hey y'all, I'm 123 Jackie B on all platforms. We have some special guests here today. We have the one, the only, Jay Ellis. Hi. We have the other one, the other only, Kenny Harrison. <laughs> and then of course we have Ollie. Hi guys. And we have Ronnie Jr. Hey. Mark J. Freeman is covering the daytime Emmys, which are streaming live on pay-per-view in your <laughs> Um Can he let me out of his basement? Yeah. I told her I gave her the keys. And as I ran out, I grabbed all these hats. Yeah. These are all from Kenny's basement. And all, <laughs> and all I have to say is, so you're Shania Twain. That don't impress me much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. So, um... I'm taking it off because I like it's like hurting Hot. my head. Um, what did you guys think of this episode? I thought this was going to be Crackers' time to shine, and mm-hmm. I was brutally wrong. So, what did you guys think, yeah. Jay? I mean, same. I thought this was going to be a challenge where Cracker was going to stand out, but I really like that this is a practical challenge, something that these queens can actually use because mm-hmm. Dracon is fast approaching, yeah. and it is something where they are going to be called upon to be on panels. So, I thought it was mm-hmm. actually very fun to integrate. A challenge that with something that's true to life. Yeah. It's the weekend of May 11th, 12th, 13th. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Mark will be there. I will, I will too, the yeah. 12th for sure, so I'm excited Sweet. for it. But yeah, it was definitely, a real, like you said, a realistic challenge. And we saw some of the queens uh, excel, like Eureka, because they actually have been to panels. And it just shows who which queens are like the most professional and are the most entertaining, I think. Mm-hmm. And I also think we, I guess we were talking about this before we got in studio, like... I like these last two episodes being heartfelt. Like, I was literally watching the episode in the pajama party position with the, gla- with the glass of wine, like, you know, with light tears, because I like all the, the heartfelt stuff, you know, obviously the mirror moment stuff, but even like Cameron, you know, explaining mm. where she stood in muscle queenness and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, overall, it was good, and I love Monique's laugh. I mean, we oh and they added it to the end. Yes, <laughs> you noticed that too. They added because they said that her laugh should be like the the middle noise, I guess, yeah. in between scenes, and then they did that. Yeah, so funny. funny. I love that. I agree with all of you. I think, especially with what Ronnie J just said, uh, these last two episodes are really good. I feel like I'm. Oh, there you battling. go. I am. <laughs> right. um, the spirit of Kenny is still here. This is the one. I think it has a Kenny. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, this I haven't felt so connected to all of these queens uh, since like season two. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to go home. And mm-hmm. as much as I, I I'm with you with the Eureka and um, and Aquaria, as much as I don't really care for them, I still enjoy something. They, they all have redeeming qualities. Yeah. So I really like this. Was one of my favorite episodes. And what Ollie just said, this is something that they could use in the real world. And I'm so glad it was a challenge. And it's also mm-hmm. something too where um, for an hour and a half format, for them to have something where it's very, um, it's filling all the time, all the space. Like I don't feel like there's anything that they really could have cut or moved around, which I thought for an hour and a half episodes, they're actually filming this time. Yeah. Yes. And there was no stretch, you know, mm-hmm. to make something happen. And I thought we got a lot of the mini challenge, but then like you said, for the uh 
main challenge, I, I liked the good amount of in the workroom and assessing who's going to work well together and then actually how it played out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the, the mini challenge was the sitting on a secret challenge, which was hilarious. I, I found it interesting that as I was watching it, I wasn't like necessarily clicking off who won and who didn't because you never know what you're going to see or yeah. what you're not going to see. But I just had this instinctual thing from Asia's performance. I was like, oh, Asia's going to win, I think. I see it as an Asia win. When she called the fax machine, I was like, okay, she's got yeah. this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It makes me tell. wonder if they all had like the same things to sit on or if like yeah. cer- they had certain ones. I don't know. It, but it was it was really entertaining. It was very luck and chance, I would say, just by the editing. So, I mean. My favorites had to be the cone, um, <laughs> the pork chop, and the way Aquaria dipped it on that uh, eggplant. It was funny. It, it was, was good. Funny. I yeah. love Eureka on the bag we of chips. We have some photos of the mini challenge. We'll, we'll run those a little bit later. Eureka on the bag of chips was like, yeah. killed me. Yes. Yeah, I love that one. Yes. My favorite was, and I quote, this is flat. Uh, this is flat and cold. I'm going to say Aquaria. <laughs> that was yeah. from Miss Cracker. That was good. It was hilarious. I like that. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think I could be able to tell what something is just by my ass being on it. So. And we did I could. see. <laughs> I, would yeah. you have won? The, you, have won I, you would have won if it was I us. I think I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back it up, baby. <laughs> I Jared would have like, this is a fax machine. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Make a fax. I think we all would have picked the eggplant, I think. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Okay. That was a joke. <laughs> Kenny's back. Um, you know what it also showed you guys? It showed which of the queens were agile um, and uh, who moved it around pretty well. You saw what the Vixen did. You saw how Aquaria took it. So it was, it was very funny to watch. <laughs> and people who have quick wits. I mean, this was one where, like, if you didn't know what it was, you could at least make a joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Um, we do have, who's going to give our Maria shout out? Do we have that? Hi, Maria. Of course, yeah. Well, watch Maria. We don't have the copy here. Yeah. I don't know what happens. Well, we can tell you basically what it is. Uh, and Kenny, I'll tell you specifically because okay. you have been away and I have to tell you specifically okay. so yes. you get it. Uh, to grow and change your life and get all things better because we always want to improve. Uh, the Sirius XM show called Conversations with Maria Menounos is also put into a podcast, a free podcast. What you would do is go to iTunes. <coughs> it's every Friday they release it. Make sure you download. Make sure you write your comments. Very interactive. If there's a topic you want them to speak about maria they'll they'll look and make that happen they've done stuff from finance to um you know health issues um just all the really challenging things in this new climate of uh, of america so it's good conversations with maria menounos again it is on itunes make sure you download and subscribe and have fun with it she is our creator of after buzz tv Mm -hmm. and maybe a judge on next season or something i know we're we're plugging for maria (laughs) that was a read because you looked at me the entire time when you were saying that. Oh, like you had to get your life yeah. together. <laughs> That's what you were basically saying. Kenny's back. <laughs> also, so, real quick, uh, oh. it drops every Friday and it's free. Oh, yay. Yes. Thank and you. we love yes. free. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> en- engineering booth, can we show the photos real quick that we pulled in the mini challenge? Because I just thought they were really funny to put, to, to give, us, give us a look. Let's have Jay give an analysis of this uh let's go down a little bit more it's wet it's juicy it's a pork job i thought it would be like a vanjie too i would like to see a vanjie face under that (laughs) next season that would be hard to sit on some of these angles were hilarious check this one out that's all body right there yeah they did i mean the and i like that each object was different of what they had so they had something like the cone the pork chop the fax machine it wasn't like very obvious the cake I feel like that was a fetish something like somebody was (laughs) into that that but wouldn't you I mean and I'm assuming that fish was real wouldn't you smell that 
Be able to I smell like so. they smell the cake too. I yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. Um, <laughs> Did you just say cake is a fetish? Like rubbing yeah. your butt on Like cake? sitting on it or in like people who are yeah, in, yeah. And flatulence and all that stuff. I don't know how I know this, but I do and I'm not into what? it. It's actually all. a real thing. There was, there was a, a show called The United States of Terror yep. and that was one of Brie the Larson. Yeah, she oh. the queen. Yeah, she made money by doing that on online. Okay. Okay, well let us know if you have a cake fetish. <laughs> Moving along. Um, the main challenge was to create a drag con panel which, like you guys, I thought this was a great idea because <coughs> it's practical. Um, we had three teams. We had Team Hair, which was Blair, Vixen, and Cracker. Team Body, which was Monet, Cameron, Eureka. Team Face, which was Asia, Monique, and Aquaria. And it's so weird because usually I don't ag- always agree with what the judges are saying. Oh, this is mm-hmm. the top and this is the bottom. But immediately when I was watching it, I was like, okay, uh, Team Team body with the proportionizing. I love that, and I thought it should win. And then team hair did seem to be struggling. So they, mm-hmm. they seem like team shade, like or how to read. It, it seemed like their conversation was just very quick to go that route. Like it, they should have rehearsed or had a moderator. I think that's like the yeah. bottom line, in my opinion. Yeah, the, there not, was not no a moderator. moderator hurt them. Yeah, and I mean, I don't even think it was necessarily <laughs> a bad thing to. The moderator's the safest, but I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing to go off this, you know, good girlfriends kind of chatting about the the wigs, but to not have a place to go was actually the problem more than anything. I mean, my biggest criticism of them having wigs is, like, what some of them were saying, like, you didn't give any actual... So, if like, I think Miss Cracker even touched on it, like, if you're gonna... Don't just grab it out of the thing and put it on, like, shake it out, but give tips on that, like, yeah. cut mm-hmm. it, or how this is how you would shape it, or, like, I mean, Blair kind of had some things where she was saying, um, like, how she combed, or, like, mm-hmm. teased the hair. Yeah. I think if they had more demonstrations like that, yeah. that's something that you would see on a panel, and then you can make fun, like, have the other people chime in while you're doing a demonstration very, like, QVC, but with a wink, or, like, drag, I mean, your drag queen's doing a presentation. Right. Yeah, I totally felt bad for Blair in this episode, because she was completely overshadowed by, uh, Cracker and, uh, Vixen, and, you know, Cracker's the comedy queen. But, like, it was just too... They were too focused on shading each other. It was Mm -hmm. more about the insults rather than the actual, like, challenge of, like, educating people on wigs. Yeah. And I felt like they weren't being, like, mean to her, but they were just overstepping her because Blair is a very uh, soft-spoken queen. There was this... uh, There was an odd chemistry between the three of them. And I think what the other two groups uh, got... Did better, they excelled at, was that their chemistry... And they and their knowledge. It seemed like they had a knowledge of uh, hi, uh, 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 their topics. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with all of you. I think it, it was just it it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I wish it would have because I yeah. actually like all three of them. Yeah. yeah. And it was just so bad that I could not even watch it. I tried to watch it a second time today and I was like, mm-hmm. I had to leave the room because it was so bad. It was cringe. <laughs> yeah, it was group. kind of all over the place. Yeah. The makeup one where I felt <clears throat> the makeup one went wrong was it seemed like they were all trying to independently apply their own makeup and mm. it was like, cut to this person, cut to that person and I'm like, oh, this gets really confusing. Maybe if they had just focused on one at a time, yeah. they might have been right up there with um It wasn't cohesive. And I, yeah. Also, with that group, I, they used um, the pit crew guy once mm-hmm. and then they started doing their own makeup. I, yeah. And I was wondering same confusion. Why yeah. wouldn't they just use him the entire time? Yeah. You lose you give yourself the opportunity to have that confusion mm-hmm. by, you know, not all <coughs> taking each queen right next to him mm-hmm. and, and making it happen. I was that's what I saw when I rewatched it this morning. Yeah. yeah. Big I, mistake there. It could have been a time constraint cuz 
obviously, like, while um, I, uh, Asia. Asia was speaking, and then Aquaria was like, oh, well, while she's doing that, I'm going to show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and that could have been because they were like, all right, we need to wrap this up. But yeah. who knows? I mean, we weren't there. And so. I think a fix for that could have been maybe Aquaria speaking for Asia while Asia's doing her eyebrow or, or her eyelash, and then, you know, vice versa for Asia doing... Aquarius, so while Aquarius putting on something on her lip, instead of talking and trying to do, apply at the same time, Asia is covering her and saying, like, and what Aquarius is doing here, I mean, that would have solved that problem, and your head's not going, like, who's talking at what point? But overall, I mean, I thought Monique was the kind of the standout of yeah. that team. Like, she was doing great integrating everything. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the little joke Aquaria made. Uh, my, my parents are hippies. I mean, after all, they named mm-hmm. me Aquaria. Yeah. I think this was, because we talk about how we don't really see it mm-hmm. a lot of times with Aquaria, more mm-hmm. personality than anything. I think she really was good to watch. I mean, she yeah. held her own. She was funny. She was engaging. She was less uh, self-involved. I agree. That whole team, I thought, I felt like the only their only problem was like a kind of like a lack of organization with some of the things it wasn't also also the highlighter looked good on (laughs) when they they applied it i was like i see the difference actually it did and it's something that i i would actually go to drag con to watch them do that because Mm -hmm. i don't know much about wigs i don't know much about makeup i don't know why i'm here talking about (laughs) if i don't know anything but if that's something that i would that's why i really like this episode because me as a viewer can actually learn and the padding part, I think those three knocked it out of the park. I mm-hmm. thought they were the uh, clearly and, the best. And that was Cameron Monet and, and Eureka. Eureka. Yeah. It's so different body types, which is really interesting yes. to have the padding because mm-hmm. they made it a personal story about how they pad their own bodies. And I think that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny how they were kind of like the last ones to get together. Yeah. And like no one expected them to do so well. Team leftovers. <laughs> and I like, and I, I said this last week, um, Cameron, there's something about her that I really am either interested in knowing more about her. Mm-hmm. Like, the more she opens up, the more I'm like, okay, and now it's kind of coming together. And yeah. I like, I'm, you know, and I think Michelle said something about, you know, we see her personality more. And I, I, this was a perfect episode for all nine of them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. To yeah. see, I was to getting... Get a- I was getting super nervous for Cameron because I thought she was just going to be like the filler queen. You know, uh-huh. she's just the muscle queen. And now we're finally seeing... You know what I think it is? I think it's like she... When she does her confessionals, I think she's not giving the producers the answers they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why they don't show her. And, and, and it makes me happier because I am a fan of Cameron. So I think that... And it definitely by the end of this episode, I think she has potential to go far despite her not giving what the producers want. You know? And to piggyback off what Ali just said, that's probably a smart thing. Yeah. If you're not giving them something that they can manipulate... Mm-hmm. It could work in her favor. And right. It's also surprising, though, because you think the producers would want to cut her for that, you know? But I'm glad they're not, because yeah. I love Cameron. Well, yeah. it shows how good she does as a drag queen yeah. in the race, but so many of the seasons, as we go further and further, they're so brand-heavy that they just come punching, you know, through the confessional. So that's why we see her as like, oh, you're not really bringing it. But I wanted to make a comment on how I thought all three of them did real well. I was really impressed with Eureka, you know, dipping down and yeah. saying... It made me, you know, saying, uh, I'm going to go help them not help them but i'm going to be sympathetic made me think of the times eureka's been last picked in life and it made me uh, like her more and i think all three of them really um pick and chose where they were going to shine i think naturally you think monet's just going to do all the talking monet sat back you naturally think cameron's going to be the quiet one and not say anything she was like do you need me to rise for to talk about the muscle you know i just was really impressed with them uh, all together collectively as a unit it was yeah. a great balance they let each other shine yeah so um, I want to move on to the runway unless you guys have any more comments from that. I thought it was weird that Eureka got the crowd favorite. She was the only one that's famous. That was a little like, I mean, I know she was good, but... 
Oh, she's the only one I think one she's that was pretty chariz- charismatic. And yeah. I'm not even yeah. like the biggest Eureka fan, but I can see why people would say that she is because she even answered the question from like, and we only see like one question answered from like the edit that they give us, but you know, maybe she answered more questions. And when they answered the question that she did answer about the political climate, she did a really good job of handling that question. And I have to say, and I'm a big Miss Cracker fan, she was a hot mess on the stage. If you look closely, you can see her, she had tissue coming out of her under, under, like, out of her top. And it was just not, it wasn't a good look. It was so disappointing because I kept feeling like she's coming so close, so close, so close. So I was convinced that at, at the beginning of this episode, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I know what this challenge is. She's going to kill, kill it, it. Yeah. and it's going to be great. And I was so disappointed. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, uh, yeah. She had a couple good things with the tape, the way she, just her, the way she yeah. over accentuates <laughs> things. So she made the demonstration less boring than it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I agree to some of the uh, physical attributes. Yeah. I want to say Eureka, just on last year Drag Con, Eureka, I saw a panel with her and she stood out among the other like seven queens that she was with. She just has mm-hmm. like a a draw to her when she's live. Yeah, right. and I think she also uh, did like a story time for the kids at Drag Con or something. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she that. did that. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> but that's I just, that. I think she's just a really sweet person and mm-hmm. I, I like that what she stands for. So I'm happy that she won again this week. Yeah. Oh, oh. I guess oh, we you had a oh. thought? Well, <laughs> are we talking about? Yeah, yeah I kind of disagree. I, oh. I I think she did fine, okay. and I think I think that group as a whole did fine. I was actually because it was a combina- combination of the runway, the performance, mm. and the the uh, audience. I would have liked uh, Monet to have won this. Monet, yeah, yeah, because she's had such a rough run so far. Mm. Um, I I just th- I thought she stood out. Just as much as, and like, I loved her runway look this week. So, I mean, oh, I know we're yes. going to get into the yeah, runway. Let's see the runway. But, okay, yeah. well, the runway, we're doing the same thing right now uh, three tops and then a bottom. Uh, my three, first off, Asia. I wrote, like, <sighs> yes. yes, queen, this is like everything drag race <laughs> should be. I loved it. I love the cheesiness of how it was. Uh, what are those called? Will you blow the dandelions? Dandelions. Um, they reveal on Toot and Boot that that's actually an IKEA lamp. So the thing she's wearing can... on her head is an IKEA lamp, and I was like, "That's super creative." How'd I she loved pack it. That? <laughs> I have <laughs> no idea. That, some of these yeah. things. And uh, I loved Eureka's like Carmen Sandiego esque mm-hmm. outfit, and I love Monet's like take me to church outfit. I absolutely loved it. It was my favorite look of her so far, and I'm wearing purple lipstick in honor of Monet's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that purple popped. What about you, Kenny? Yeah. Like, oh, you... Wait, wait, my bottom. Uh, oh, sorry. sorry. Oh. And my bottom. <laughs> My bottom, never leave out your bottom. <laughs> never leave out your bottom. Uh, my bottom was Vixen because I I saw what she was going with conceptually, and when I saw her making it in the workroom, I was like, oh my gosh, that is going to be so cool Like as far as a concept. But when she wore it, I was like, no, you didn't do this justice. Mm. Like If you would have done this right, it wouldn't have looked so like sloppy. And then... I'm a boob queen, so I love to see queens with some good boobs. And her boob was just, like, sagging into her <laughs> armpit, and it was making me feel miserable. Uh, so that was that. Penny. Before I give my three and my one bottom, I have to commend um, uh, Monique. I Before mm. this up, I had no idea she was that crafty. Like if like you could put something that like that together and it looks decent. I mean, now that I know her secret, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like okay. Yeah. But I have to give it up to her. She is one crafty queen, and I really appreciate that. My top three, 
Cameron, of course. I, I love the space age. I loved it. I, I, I Jay, <laughs> not feeling it. Oh, no. I, when, because when you think of hats, you think of what pretty much everybody else did. And she came out with something different. It was a headpiece, but it was something different. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. And it moved. That was yeah, cool. Yeah. And it moved. And it was, it was cool. It was cute. Um, and again, I'm not an Aquaria fan, but that look mm-hmm. was sick. It was out of the, it, it was something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it was a good concept, and I was just I, I loved it. And of course, Asia killed it. Mm-hmm. And I have to throw in Miss Crocker too. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have four. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and my my one bottom, and I have to agree with Jackie. It was meh, Miss Vixen. Mm-hmm. It was kind of wrong. It was a good, cool concept. I agree. But I, I didn't notice that the, she had a wig on, and it was yeah. and there was a ponytail coming out. That was not cute. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I agree with Vixen being a bottom look, but for me it was Cameron. I thought neck up. Cameron was great. I did not like anything. Wait, this is your bottom or your top? My bottom. Cameron. Jay, I thought Alice. Bottom down, I was like, Coming back what? to the panel, swing it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. and, but here's the thing. I think Cameron has set such a high bar for me that this look, I was like, Gaga did this in like 2009 or 10 or something like I don't I don't know I didn't see the relevance I didn't really like it I don't want to jump the gun because it's not my turn but I want to do agree with you like I I wanted to write Cameron in the top for so many reasons but she's been hitting us with all these dramatic headpieces so if that's where she was going to go and over accentuate I would have wanted to see that I thought this was more lent to like a space age challenge and mm-hmm. I do get that she that's her brand because she does talk about that didn't we have a space age which, oh, which is right. why this is not working because I tend to oh. judge things in an assemblage of what ah, they bring. Gotcha. And when I think hat, I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna do some dramatic headpiece. So I agree with you on that, yeah. Jay. Um, my top look was Aquaria. I thought that magician look was amazing. I loved Asia, like you guys, and then I loved Miss Cracker. I love that that hat had the wig and then like the mm. Alaska reference of <laughs> it's not a hat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought those three were like the tops. Yeah, it was really hard uh, picking, like, who was my top three for this one. It was one. a strong runway. It yeah, was. It was a strong runway. Uh, but I, I agree with you guys. Vixen was the bottom for sure. I think it was very sloppy and unfinished. I think that's a lot of her looks just look unfinished to me. Yeah. Um. So I'm just, I would like her to do better. I think she, the best she's ever looked was last week with the cow, the denim on. Yeah, denim and diamond. I like that Agreed. one. Yeah. Um, so it's disappointing that she sucks again this week. Oh. <laughs> It's true. Like, sorry, Vixen. Like, I, I was actually a fan of her this week, like, for sure. Like, yeah. it did, she gained, like, a lot of, like, brownie points for me of how she treated uh, Blair. And, um, anyways, my top three were Cameron. Are I loved it. It was just so much fun. And I loved it. I loved the paying tribute to Gaga and whatnot. And I can see where, like, the Martian argument is a little bit like, oh, we should have done that for the Martian. But, um, uh, Cracker, for sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was glad to see her have another strong look, despite her performance this week. And um, I would go with Asia. I thought the dress was a little ugly, though, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But I can't, I can't knock her for that because that looked flawless. Like the headpiece, like I, I just can't, I can't not. One I like thing she, I will I say, one thing I will say that I agreed with from the Tootin Boot is that um, I can't remember if it was. Raven or uh, not Raven? If it was uh, Aja, Aja who pointed it out, or um, Raja, Raja, oh <laughs> Aja and Raja, Aja and Raja. Um, she, they were saying that uh, it was Aja actually. They were saying that her. It's hard a lot of times for black queens to get like a good nude illusion because there's just not a mm. lot of material and things out there that's available to them. Mm-hmm. And this is perfect for her skin tone, like absolute perfect. And perfection. her face was just beat. 
Yeah, yeah. she looked Asia really always good. Looks she always looks. She even looked good in the um, in the uh, Dragon thing. I, I looked back and I was, you know, her look was stunning there as well. Stunning. She keeps turning it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important to to note that RuPaul, even though Asia's or um, yeah, Asia was on the safe team. RuPaul just said, "Keep up the good work," or like something along she those did. lines. I was like, yeah. she wanted her to be yeah. like known, like she's doing a great job, and that's like a show stopping outfit. Yeah. That huge mm-hmm. staff. Like when she came out, I could just like. Jocelyn Fox, like, gasp. Like, I can hear, like, the, like all the judges being like, what is happening? Uh, and, I, and I have to agree with Jay. Uh, uh, Rue did point out her specifically yeah. for her look. And I do, and I said this last week, I, I like the fact that they were judged as a group and not yeah. individual. And yeah. I have a question for you guys. No one mentioned Eureka. Did you guys... What did you guys think I, of? I told you yeah. I liked her. Yeah. yeah. I liked Eureka, but I was lived I'm, I'm, for it. There really? was a lot of stronger yes. looks for me. Eureka looked, yeah. that's probably the best I've seen Eureka, but everybody else really brought it this I week. I think, what I think my problem with Eureka is that I just get tired of like jumpsuits all yeah. the time. I like, agree. She's been in lots of jumpsuits and I want to see more gowns and more just Something skirts. Something different. And, yeah. Gorgeous gowns. Different. And she she has, but like, I won't, I, I don't want, I, just, I get tired of jumpsuits. She's body suit almost every episode. Yeah. And and even, not, even on the um, competition or the challenge, didn't she have a body? Suit she did, on? and she they're did. not bad. But and I like that she kind of changes it up, like the silhouette with a bodysuit. But I just get a little bored, I guess. That's but, coming a lot from you because you do like Eureka generally. Don't wasn't that you or was that Mark? Mark I think loves it was Mark. Eureka. Oh, okay, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. Um, going back up that Asia look though. No, uh, um, well, I guess my top three. Asia was one of them, and when I think of like the song "I'm Coming Out," Diana Ross, it's almost like. Asia's look was picture-esque to what that represents. Obviously, that song was more about the music industry than anything, uh-huh, but uh-huh. nonetheless, uh-huh. like it gave me that sense. Like she, w- it was she was coming out. She was she was winning that stage, and I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I think there could be even different variations, like you know, with the different uh, dress as well. But uh-huh. Asia was super strong, and I just eat her up every week, which is fantastic. Um, I did like Cracker. I put her. I put her mm-hmm. in my top. Um, I do think. Sort of, it's getting um, the same because it's always like, oh, I'm not wearing a hat or a headpiece. I've, I've done it myself. It's magnificent, but we have already seen it. With that said, I still chose her. And then I chose Eureka in my top, which I'm not a Eureka fan. So right. I don't know. She was just giving it to me with those F me boots. I thought that was sexy as all sexiness. And to play with um, that quite boring pattern even and make it look so good i love houndstooth yeah, yeah me too which is that houndstooth, houndstooth that's, that's the, the pattern oh yeah and then i thought to myself i said two queens mentioned some stuff this week which was monique mentioned how she doesn't have a lot of income to get mm-hmm. her stuff to, to look good and then eureka's been talking about you know her body makes it hard to make things look good so i just objectively started to look at both of those queens as like you guys aren't like Aquaria that could just turn it with the money or with the body. So I, I started really looking at that and saying, you know what? I'm going to give Eureka a win for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron was in my honorable like mention. I just couldn't do it with the headpiece. It needed to be more for me. And then my bottom was... Huh? I'm with no, you. I'm, just like, I'm I giving you a high five from yeah. way over here. <laughs> well, you loved one. <laughs> the headpiece. I'm, I'm digging it. I did, but I can we ask it. you the question, Ollie? Couldn't it have been more, though? If she already did a space age looking thing like two or three times because it's her brand, couldn't it have been more? It was Martian. This was more like uh, Uranus. Tr- yeah, exactly. Saturn. Star Trek. <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> Anyways, my, my, my bottom, you guys, um, I just didn't think she hit the androgynous gender F thing strong enough, Aquaria. I didn't think it hit in the high fashion unless it was specified to a specific event, you know, like a, like a Paris Fashion Week event. I 
I always want to be more critical and not just let the the uh, gender bend people win off the sake of they're the only ones doing it out of six other queens. Uh, I'm going to go with Ronnie and say neck up. Like, I liked that outfit from the neck up. And I have I have no problem with, like, the look was very, like, cabaret to me. But the but the problem was, like, that shirt, I don't know. It was, like, poorly attached or poorly constructed. You wanted big titties. Well, I wanted big titties. <laughs> awesome. Nina, Nina I wanted Bonina some Brown, big, baby. fake titties. I wanted Nina Bonina Brown titties. <laughs> and that's, I could see Nina Bonina Brown doing this outfit and probably having this huge chest piece and it being like, oh, that's, like, the assistant who decided I'm going to be the, the magician this or time. Or yes. painted her face like the Mad Hatter. Yes. With yeah. The, the, yeah. Exactly. But, Nina. Exactly. I just think if there was other queens doing this challenge and they all had to do what Aquaria did and you have other gender gender Fs types like a, like a Sasha or a Violet, they would have smashed that exact look way better than Aquaria. So that's why... It's just the shirt was poorly constructed to me. Yeah. So I had to put her in the, in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I'll give you that one. So I, I don't want to dwell too much on the lip sync because we had a, such two big mirror moments. Um, but so Blair went home against uh, Vixen mm-hmm. and I I started off with like feeling very trepidatious about Blair thinking she was going to get like walked over in the competition and then I ended up when she went home I was like no I'm not ready for her to go home yet um, so this mirror moment was especially sad because she comes forward uh, and tells everyone on the runway that her first sexual experience was a college rape And um, it's important because rape happens, like, this kind of, like, party rape or date rape um, on college campuses happens all the time. And we do talk a lot about how it happens to women, and it's important to talk about that, but it happens to men, too. And I thought this was um, a very brave and strong way for uh, Blair to come out and say, look, this happened to me too, and to draw attention to that. Mm -hmm. I had a a moment right before she started speaking i was like oh not this again and then she started speaking by the time she was done i was in tears i was on the couch i was crying and and i have to agree with what jackie just said i i used to believe like i it's hard for me to understand how men especially adult men are sexually assaulted or raped and that's a stigma that that's a thing that you know i've had to like understand myself the more i talk to people who've been in that situation and you know listening to blair and 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 i and and another reason why i didn't want her or anybody else in that group to go is that they were so supportive like uh miss mm-hmm. cracker you know grabbed her hand miss vixen the, the vixen was like when i find that mfr it was just like i i appreciate those moments that Yes, it can be a little manufactured, but I do. I think it's important for us to have this conversation. Yeah. is basically what I'm trying to say, and I do. And I do appreciate. And I didn't want her to go home mm-hmm. at, when it was all said and done. And it's good that she can have this platform to be like a spokesperson, you know, for her future. And also, I think correct me if I'm wrong. I forget if you mentioned it. Was it like her first actual sexual experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's even like, you know, like, you can't even imagine what someone has what they're going through in that moment and like how they feel at this very moment too so yeah and like, also just... I also wanted to say and I mean cut no, you no, off is that um, the way that she deals with it um, you know she's like uh, you know she wants everything to be mm-hmm. rainbows and butterflies and, and I like that and I've always like the whole season up until this point I'd I've always gotten that you know oh she's so cute I like yeah. I, I want her to stick around and so like 
it, it it's kind of all full, full circle when mm-hmm. it comes to her character. She kept her integrity. She didn't, you know, and she looked great tonight. We yeah. no one mentioned her. Oh, yeah. she I thought she her. looked stunning. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I definitely gonna miss her on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to too. I, I sorry. I immediately thought of when she said this. I thought back to I think it was Dusty who said to her like that they were kind of jealous of the close relationship she had with her mom. I mm-hmm. think it was Dusty. It was Dusty. They were talking about religious upbringing. Yeah, they and it's like, it just made me think, you know, you never really know a person until you walk a mile in their yeah. shoes. So, like, why you, why, where Dusty saw this close relationship with Blair and the and Blair's mom and was envious of that, it's like, at the same time, Blair had this other thing going on, you know, that, that was, like, weighing on weighing on her and like deep in her heart and so it's like just when you think you're envious of someone for one thing you never know what other Mm -hmm. things they might be dealing with yeah the happiest person could be like the saddest you know dealing with so much trauma within themselves and you'll never know that unless they'll you know open up to you and that's what Blair did in this episode I thought it was uh intriguing even just thinking as you mentioned about the religious aspect of it the religious aspect, and we somewhat know just from Blair how she carries herself, you know, a good person and probably wanted to make all the right decisions. So while every ounce of rape on every level is disgusting, um, I, I just really sympathize with the psychology of her mind because, you know, there's many, many people, they're sexually active at, you know, gosh, these days even younger, but, you know, in their teens or, or whatever. So to me, I just wonder what that felt like to be a religious, heavily religious-based family, learning that you're a gay man. He's the oldest sibling of, of three, I think he uh-huh. said, Blair. And maybe making these decisions like, oh, I don't want to jump into any sexual activity until I know. And for her, her, for Blair to have went that far in, in Blair's life and a college party, it just gets taken all the way. Um, really a jolt. And it could have changed her completely. It could have made her become dark and what it did was it made her become uh bubbly and and cutesy and all that and as you were saying the full circle moment is that we now know why Mm -hmm. i mean we know even more why i'm wondering if her on the runway kind of saying all this affected her lip sync because she was missing in my opinion she was missing words i think this this is kind of a throwaway lip sync to me like i didn't think either of them were doing very much for the song i didn't really enjoy this lip sync but i'm wondering if it affected her because her mind was maybe Mm -hmm. somewhere else but i thought the lip sync both of them were just kind of like a little lackluster for the I song. Still, I still was for Vixen, though. I still, I mean, she, yeah, those moves were, <laughs> they were intense. I'm, 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 I can't dog her completely. No, okay. I believe Vixen won that, yeah. and and a lot of it to me was just that one saxophone moment that I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that was fun, yeah. Um, but I, I think both of them like probably felt hit hard by it because they seem to be friends, mm-hmm. and it's always hard when you're like lip syncing against someone who you consider a friend. Yeah. So I do, I, and I don't think. Maybe they weren't even thinking they were initially going to be in the bottom. Well, you know? Miss Vixen, obviously, from Untucked. Why do I call her the that? Vixen? The Vixen. I like Miss Vixen. Miss Vixen. Miss Vixen. Miss Vixen. Miss Vixen. Miss Vixen. 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 The Vixen. Vixen. The Cracker. Uh, the Cracker. She didn't think that she was in the bottom. No, she didn't. And she didn't. Oh, she wasn't listening to the right. song backstage because Miss Cracker was. was. Mm-hmm. And so when I when when I went back and watched the actual episode and after I watched Untuck, I, I was like I was actually happy that Miss Cracker was safe. Mm-hmm. Because I think her look on the movie was sick. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that was the one that saved her and that's why the Vixen was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I have to agree, I think Jay just said it. Uh, all of that coming coming out, you know, about the rape and all of that, 
I'm sure that had been weighing mm. heavily. Yeah. And, and then yeah. having... And, and another thing I appreciated backstage is, like, they didn't... None of the other girls brought it up except for Blair. Like, mm-hmm. she was the one that said... For the other girls that weren't on stage with her. And I think that is why... I, there's something about this group as a whole I really kind of appreciate. Mm-hmm. Well, you could tell Blair was loved because all of them gave her a hug. Yeah. I think that's the first time mm-hmm. we've seen all of them just leave their marks and right. uh, yeah. hug her by. Yeah. 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 She had a great send-off, honestly, and then she got a message from her mom. Yeah. So. yeah. I just, any, is that <laughs> sorry, I, I want to just highlight two other mo- uh, moments. Um, Monique had a moment in Untucked where she talked about how she was in seminary school and was like, kind of involved in like trying to pray her own gay away um, mm-hmm. and then went to hair school and was like worried there because of the quote unquote temptation and then Monet had another and I I didn't actually remember if it was because her parents were religious or not but basically like her parents didn't know she was gay and um, yeah. they live in St. Mm-hmm. Lucia in the West Indies and I guess like they found out that like through a picture that she was doing pageants and had won, um, and so it's 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 so heartbreaking to me that people are still having these experiences um, today. Whereas um, you want to think in your head, you're like, okay, this is everything's it's getting better for people. It's getting better, you know, and like people like Blair are able to have good relationships with their parents, and then you you also juxtapose it. Um, with other people's experiences where they they don't want to tell their parents even though like Monet's a successful drag queen or um, or Monique that really shocked me about Monique too like mm-hmm. I, the whole seminary school and everything and how religion can like really really mess with your mind sometimes yeah. so, no I'm not going to go there <laughs> religion is a, is a big problem for like not just drag but like the world <laughs> I mean um, and, and I totally, I think that, I mean, we saw this with Kim Chi, too, and I think that was one of the reasons why that, I think that she didn't win, which I thought she should have won, yeah. was because of her, and it's a cultural thing. I mean, she's Korean, I believe, mm-hmm. and so, you know, certain cultural, cult, cultures, it's still it's still hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, even the black, black culture, I mean, coming out as a black man is not an easy task. I mean, coming out for anybody isn't easy. Mm-hmm. And you do it at your own, you know. I didn't come out until I was an adult. when I, I moved to across the country. You know, so it's never easy. And, uh, and but it, it is, we see it a lot more. And I think that's important. Um, but it's still, you know, you, you, I mean, it's like racism. It's like any, any issue. You, 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 you go strides, but you still have a long way to go. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good stuff. Um, with Monet's uh, aspect, I what I liked about it is Monet is led to be such a confident queen. You know, obviously we hear about how well she does in New York and all these things. So it was always really interesting to know where that comes from and the idea to know that. Because um, I know she grew up a lot in New York, too, but they also made it sound like she was just in St. Lucia. Um, nonetheless, um, it's just always really cool to know that that confidence comes from a part of her that was maybe complicated. Or I think the shameful part she said was, like, I was upset at myself. Like, why didn't I just tell him what it was? So when you see Monique and you're like, I'm sorry, Monet, and you're like, oh, why is she so uppity? That's probably why. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, could, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also just waiting um, for the Vixen to have a story, too, because mm-hmm. the Vixen seems to have a lot of walls up and seems to 
you know, in certain situations, you're not going to, we see, we saw her like lashing out and stuff. And I'm like, maybe part of this too comes from a place where like something happened to her as, as well. And like she was, she said, she did talk about motivation to be an activist. Um, but a lot of times that comes from like something happened to you and you're like, no, I need to stand up and stand out. Well, the less competitors we have, the more story we get from everybody. Like Probably. we got a Cameron storyline this week and stuff. So it's just the less people we have, the more we'll get. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give a few shout outs. Uh, thanks to you guys who were excited to have Kenny and Jay back, like Sam, Mariana, Cole, Matthew. Um, I want to shout out to Salva, who said Drag Race Thailand was entertaining. Shout out to Joel. Um <laughs> Mariana said it was sexually great to have Kenny back, <laughs> oh, nice. which I thought was amusing. Well, he's serving a leg today, so I see. I see. Hello, chicken nugget. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. <laughs> and the crotch just <laughs> came to party. Sorry. And then you guys don't neglect iTunes. We had Sergio give us a five-star review on iTunes. So Thanks, Sergio. Thanks, Sergio. iTunes as well. Um, do you guys have any predictions for next week? Which is Snatch Game! Game. One of my oh favorites. My have you read some of the spoilers? Um, Don't okay. tell me spoilers. I know. No. I'm just okay. asking yes or no. Well, there's a, yes, okay. a few. No. But in the... I'm not going to say anything then. I don't even like to watch Toot and Boot. I just... Yeah, I, I don't like any knowing too much. I'm with you. All I'll say is that I, I hope Cracker... I hope she doesn't get, like, robbed again. Like, I'm so worried about Cracker at this point. Because I feel like if she doesn't win snatch game she has not she i don't think she has a good well she did say she's a susan lucci of the season so far and i agree i i just don't want her to be a katya like i love katya but like you guys i'm not i'm not kind of worried about cracker and i think that's even every week when we do the judgment i actually don't put cracker up in in my top very much but i've said a million times my two favorite really i mean i just love the new york city queens so i'm a monet and a cracker i think about monet and cracker like i'm dating both of them like i think (laughs) of them all week but when I critically do the show, I don't say much about Cracker. And I just really feel like, even though we're not getting it, I, I'm not scared yet. I'm not okay. worried that we're going to have a week. I hope you don't know a spoiler now. I sound like a I, no, I don't. I don't. But I just know, like, potentially what they might do. So okay. who do you guys think might win Snatch Game this week? I feel like it's we have so many strong comedy queens this season yeah. that I think it's going to go... I, I, I don't... I think I know... I want to... <laughs> Never mind. Spit it out, Jay. Spit no, it out. I think know Eureka. We knowing who they are, uh, who they're performing as. Yeah. Um, I think Eureka, who came, she was going to be Honey Boo Boo last year. I think these people who kind of have an idea of the show, she's walking into this and she's a little bit more prepared and she's had a little bit of time to think about these characters okay. or this character that she wants to play. Okay. So I think Eureka will stand out. I feel like this could be Crackers. Crackers win. I Not gonna so. win. I'm gonna go out on a limb and get off say, that limb, girl. I'm gonna. <laughs> It's always the quiet ones, because Kennedy surprised me that one season, so I'm oh, going to say yeah. Cameron may be a shocker. Ooh, she's quiet, but she's kind of crafty when it comes to performing. I concur. I feel like someone that we're not expecting is going to win. Exactly. That's all I'll say. Aquarius. Not something. spoiler related. I just feel like someone's going to, like, yeah. that we're not, even, like, under our noses. Right. But I think Monique and Monet will be good at Snatch Game as well, because they have big personalities, so if they match themselves with the right person, yeah. I think they could do well. I love, 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 love Monique. She's so fun to watch. All her isms are great. But I think she's, because the challenge, everyone in the workroom is going to look at her as like, oh, Monique, you shine, you're improv. That pressure may not allow Monique mm, to win. Right. Um, the, my only thing about it, I don't care who wins, I just don't want them to do uh, other drag queens from from this series. Mm. I think you do a disservice by putting yourself under Alyssa Edwards. Not that we don't love Alyssa Edwards, but you're basically making yourself not a star. Is that is that yeah, fair? That you know? I'm 100% with you on that one, brother. 
I agree. I love Jasmine Masters last season, or season Nina. nine, the for Nina. So, but yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Totally. <laughs> so, you think that's it? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Okay. That's great. She's like, I just want to see it next week. <laughs> I know, that's like Snatch Game, you guys know. It's one of my all time favorites, so I'm just gagging all over it. Um, gagging. gagging. Why? Gagalicious. Uh, Ronnie has some news and gossip. Blair has a new song out. Yes, there's the music. TV news. Um, everyone was so affected by Blair St. Clair, which was amazing. And even Ollie and I, we were talking before we got in the studio how she, although only had, what, five, six episodes? Mm-hmm. How fantastic they were. And sometimes you don't have to go far in the competition to make your mark. Blair St. Clair released her self-empowerment song and music video called Now or Never. Uh, in the song, she explains, I've come undone, but now I've pulled myself together. And I'm breaking free to fly because it's now or never. We may have a clip of that. I'm not really sure. We sent it in. Uh, it's called Now or Never, Blair St. Clair, just FYI. Uh, in the video, you have Jinx Monsoon, Manila Luzon, underwear model Max Emerson. And the video is very artistic in the sense that it is not just a typical drag race contestant where they take a little nugget from the show and try to make it a t-shirt or a song. No, it's done very well. It's uh, it, half black and white, half color, so it really rises to that occasion. Uh, it came out just this last weekend, and it has 285,000 views, and it's a mid-century housewives theme. And um, I think we have a music... No, we don't have that music video. Yeah. I know it plays into like her sobriety as well, because we see her kind of like throwaway alcohol, which and she, she's spoken about it before, which is a good thing. And it's also in the top 100 in the UK. That's awesome. Nice. And it's good. It's not a drag race person just making a marketing gimmick. I, I actually really liked it. Uh, secondly, um, Logo Digital Series, we haven't talked about this, but I know it's out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched it. It is called Out of the Closet. It's mm-hmm. where all the queens, not all of them, but some of the queens talk about their iconic looks from RuPaul's Drag Race. So mm-hmm. Sasha Velour was up first. Uh, Asia, uh, Aja was, now it's hard to say. <laughs> Aja Asia. Aja Asia. Raja. Uh, Aja, the queen, uh, she was up on the second episode, and that's being released right now on Logo TV. Cool. And it's cool because it's all about the iconic looks that we saw and their inspiration. But that's it for news and gossip right now, yeah. Love well, stuff. thank you guys for joining us. Tune in next week. Mark will be back. Um, he is not in my basement, by the way. He is not in my <laughs> basement. Um, and also, next week is DragCon, right? Next weekend? No. Uh, two it's weeks. the weekend after it, so it's in two weekends. Uh, you can find me, 123Jackie B on all platforms. Jay? On Instagram at don't underscore be underscore jealous, or Twitter at still underscore jealous. And if you're at DragCon, come say hi. Yes, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, guys, follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. Follow me, follow me, <laughs> follow me. Uh, at randomly RJ. Thank you. And Kenny, who is always on Twitter, checking his Twitter account. <laughs> can't get him off the phone. <laughs> can't get him off Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the bookstore. No, uh, <laughs> Kenny C. Harrison, or Kenny Cherison, on Instagram. I like Instagram better. So. Me too. Instagram-y. I haven't tweeted since 2016. Oh, I. Oh. I, I probably haven't tweeted since 2014. <laughs> so I got you beat. Well, find, you find them on Instagram. You can find us on here. MySpace. <laughs> I'm on Black Planet still. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. We'll check out next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dragon Dragon Raider. Raider. You guys, can I get a... The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 